Greenwashing is the intentional or accidental misrepresentation of how green, which in my case, I'll include healthy and non-toxic, a product is. It's one of the biggest challenges for those of us striving for a less toxic lifestyle. In this episode, I'm going to share some of the common greenwashing traps, what to watch for, and how you can tackle label reading without falling victim to greenwashing. This is important because it's one of the ways choosing non-toxic products can feel hard and expensive and daunting, and I want to help fix that for you. Welcome to the Missing Pillar of Health podcast, the show that tackles the often misunderstood and underestimated topics related to toxins and their impact on our health and well-being. I'm your host, environmental engineer, mom of two, and founder of Green at Home, Emma Roman. My mission is to help you reduce toxins in your life without fear, judgment, or shame, so you can be more informed and empowered to take action on issues that matter to your health. The research is clear that toxic chemicals found in the products we use, food we eat, water we drink, and air we breathe are contributing to the rise of chronic illness, allergies, infertility, autoimmune disease, and more. The good news is you can reduce your exposure without having to drastically change your lifestyle, and I'm here to show you how. As Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. I believe addressing toxins is a critical step towards creating healthier and happier families, communities, and ultimately a better planet. And that starts right here, right now. Let's dive into today's show. All right, greenwashing trap number one, the words free of or free from. One of the most important things to remember is that what is in a product matters far more than what is not in a product. Now, that may be an exception. If you have allergies, you definitely want to be looking for a product that does not contain certain things. But when we are considering toxics and products that could have very lengthy ingredient lists, we really want to know what ingredients are being used instead of the things that are not being used. And yet a lot of real estate on product labels and sales pages is taken up by what's not in them. And if you're asking the manufacturer for more information, replies often contain buzzwords answers without a lot of substance. So I want to give you a few of the common phrases and things that you should watch out for. First, paraben and phthalate free. And this is often found on personal care and cleaning products. Now, it's great that these aren't used. They are on my list of ingredients to avoid. But you should be asking yourself, what's used instead? Often the ingredients that replace these things aren't any better if it's a conventional product. So you're going to want to look Flip the package around and look to see what is being used instead of parabens and phthalates. If you don't know how to read the alternatives, then I have a free label reading training that you can download and walk through to help you understand what ingredients you might want to avoid and which ones are okay. Greenathome.ca forward slash label reading. And I'll drop that in the show notes as well. Another phrase that you might see is the generic toxin-free or 
free from harmful chemicals. And you may see these on a range of products from housewares to personal care, mattresses, furniture. The problem is they don't mean anything. There's no definition of harmful. And the definition of toxic is widely considered to be not factoring in the environmental health definition that I use and that environmental health advocates use. So if you ask manufacturers, they will tend to say they meet all regulations or they meet all regulated standards or they do not contain chemicals known to be toxic which often ignores things like hormone disruptors. And unfortunately, regulations aren't generally based on environmental health. And so statements like these do not mean that products are non-toxic or safe in the definition that you might be thinking. You'll have to dig deeper to find out what they're using instead so that you can decide if the replacements or the product itself meets your goals or not. Another phrase that is commonly found on nonstick cookware is PFOA free. PFOA was banned in 2019 for its use in manufacturing cookware and many brands voluntarily got it out before the May 2020 deadline due to public pressure. However, the alternatives aren't shown to be much safer. And so PFO free does not mean Teflon free. It does not mean that it is free from other PFCs or forever chemicals. And so again, you don't want something that is PFOA free necessarily. Well, you do want something that's PFOA free, but right now everything is inherently PFOA free, especially if it's been manufactured in North America. You want to find out the coding that they are using instead and not the marketing lingo talking about how bad PFOA is and that's why they're not using it, you want to actually know the chemicals that are being used to make the products you are using. Other free from type phrases that are more specific but equally not helpful, BPA free. The problem with this is that other bisphenols, BPS and BPF, for example, were quickly introduced as alternatives to BPA for can linings and receipt paper and other plastics once BPA got widely publicized as a bad chemical to be including. And these alternatives, unfortunately, have the same, if not worse, hormone-disrupting properties as BPA, but they won't necessarily be listed on the label because consumers know to watch out for BPA. So manufacturers know that if they put BPA-free on the label, it will seem to be good. We need to find out if it is bisphenol-free or what they are using in replacement. So the next time you find yourself looking for a product and you find yourself easily convinced based on the sales language or the packaging, take a deep breath, take a step back and ask yourself, is it clear what's in the product or am I just being told what's not in it? If you can convince yourself that you know what's in it and that these ingredients are a-okay for you, great. Otherwise, ask the manufacturer and don't settle for another less than satisfactory answer. The number of times I've had to push back on manufacturer response emails two or three times to get a straight answer, it's not uncommon 
And so at some point, sometimes I just quit and say, all right, if you're not going to give me a straight answer, I'm not going to give you my business. In some cases, there aren't many options. And so I do push back. But we deserve to know what's in the products that we are putting in our homes, on our bodies, in our bodies. And so don't feel bad for pushing and asking. And some people might say that it's proprietary and that is their right to say in some instances. And then you need to decide if you are willing to take their word on the safety of the ingredients. All right, greenwashing trap number two is tricky wording and branding. Now, there are a lot of different strategies brands use to get your attention and your trust. And here are a few common ones to watch out for. Scent-free or unscented. Now, strangely, this doesn't mean what you might think it means. It could mean that masking ingredients or other chemicals are used even though the finished product might not have a noticeable scent. Masking chemicals are still considered fragrance ingredients and they're used to cover up just the inherent smell of other ingredients to give the product a neutral scent. So instead of scent-free or unscented, you're going to want to look for fragrance-free instead. That means that no fragrance ingredients have been added, whether they have a scent or not. And always look on the full ingredient list to see if fragrance has been added. Another term, mineral sunscreen. Now, much like the term natural, this could mean everything or nothing at all. With demand for mineral sunscreens going up, conventional manufacturers have added zinc oxide to their formulas. However, I have seen some that still use conventional sunscreen ingredients alongside zinc. So they add zinc, but keep the other chemical sunscreen ingredients that we might want to be avoiding and put on zinc and then call it mineral-based, which is really sneaky and I do not like the strategy at all. So you need to be careful and again, flip the ingredient list around and see what they're using. And in some of these conventional brands in particular, even if the active ingredients are all mineral-based, if they're using zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, check the other ingredients because they may still be using the non-active ingredients that don't fit the bill for you. As I mentioned earlier, a common response that I get from manufacturers is meets all regulatory limits. And this means that there may be toxic chemicals, but at levels that don't exceed regulations. And this doesn't say much, considering that North American regulations don't take into account the precautionary principle. They don't handle combined exposures very well. They don't deal very well with body burden, the impact on Children isn't always well accounted for or the low dose impacts of hormone disrupting chemicals. So this is why meets all regulatory limits isn't exactly a satisfactory response for me. Another one is plant-based and naturally derived. Now, these might be okay, or they might mean that the ingredients started off as natural substances, but have been so heavily processed that they no longer resemble anything plant-like. Petroleum products are technically naturally derived, but that doesn't necessarily mean you should coat them on your skin on a regular basis. Green leafy packaging is one strategy that I have seen a fair bit, and it seems easy to be able to look past, but it is not. When you're on the hunt for a natural, healthy product, your brain wants to see these images, so you will automatically gravitate towards them. That's why marketers use them. So, 
see products that looks pretty good from a branding perspective, take a pause, turn it around and look into the ingredients before letting your efficiency driven brain like mine convince you just to put it in your shopping cart. I've been duped by this. So no shame if you have as well, but it is something to pay attention to. Organic, naturally derived, plant-based can also mean different things depending on the product. So you want to look at what portion of the product is actually organic and truly natural. Now, if it's not natural, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. Naturally derived doesn't mean that it's natural. Again, a lot of ingredients start with naturally sourced components and are processed to the point of being fully synthetic, sometimes with petrochemical ingredients, which can cause other issues. So read these terms with caution, and you really want to look beyond the words and read between the lines. This isn't an exhaustive list necessarily, but hopefully hearing them and why they are problematic will help you be more aware of greenwashing when you see it. Becoming a conscious consumer takes time, but once you're in the habit, you'll naturally start to ask more questions. You'll be able to sift through the greenwashing more readily, and the whole process becomes a lot easier. I'm going to turn this into a blog post so you can read it for a quick reference so that you don't need to write all of these down. But I hope it triggered something for you so that when you're looking at products, you do pay more attention. And the main lesson is focusing on what is in the product, not what's not or what all of the marketing language wants you to focus on. Did I miss anything? Do you have others to add to the list? Or have you seen phrases that you kind of wonder if they're legit or not? I'd love to hear it. Bring them to the Green Product Forum, my Facebook group, and help others learn from what you've seen and ask for feedback on what claims you're curious about. I'd love to support you too. Bye for now. I do hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you over in my free Facebook group. It's a great place to get feedback from over 4,000 super supportive members and where I share bonus trainings and content to help make your healthy home journey easier. Just type Green Product Forum in the search bar in Facebook or head into the show notes where you'll find all the places you can find me online. Until next time, have a great day.